Because obviously the three three of us are going to want to go see it. Yeah. I don't know who else would want to see it. I mean, dad would. But I was, I was gonna, <laughs> do we get dad on the podcast? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> How great would it be to have dad on for, I mean, it would make sense. It's, I mean, it's one of his favorite books. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's either that or when we do Ridley Scott and do the original Blade Runner, that would be the only other time I'd be like, dad needs to be on this. Yeah. But like, it would be, pro- dad would probably have a max of like 20 words the whole pod and then that would be <laughs> it. He wouldn't talk most of the no. time probably. No. Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm your host, Josh, and I have with me just one co-host today, Jared. Solo dolo today. Yeah. What's up? Well, solo you, but... Yeah. Dual. Dual, yeah. Dual people here. Solo (laughs) co-host. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so today we are talking about Baby Driver. This is... uh, Another uh, Edgar Wright masterpiece. Should I should I say that already? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead and start your 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 feelings on the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was uh, came out in 2017. It's rated R, an hour and 53 minutes. Got our uh, little synopsis. After being concerned, concerned. After being co-horsed into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty vague. Yeah. Pretty vague. <laughs> that one is. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like a, different from the last one. The last one, after hearing the synopsis, I'm like, Oh, this actually, <laughs> you can understand the movie a little bit more after reading the yeah. synopsis, but this one there's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty basic. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Edgar Wright. <clears throat> Second to last, we got one more. Written after this. by Edgar Wright. I saw that in so, the opening. Solo, yeah, yeah. So, um, didn't have his buddy help him on this one. This is the first one that he wrote all himself? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then the cinematographer is Bill Pope again. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, his last one? Did he do the last name? I don't know. Solo? I didn't look ahead. Oh, but, I guess we'll see. But this is the third one in a row for, right. for the, them teaming up. Um, this was a thirty-four million dollars for the uh, budget for the production, which is you know seemed pretty reasonable for the amount yeah. of action and scenes and the actors. Yeah. Uh, what was the last two? Because we were talking about um, Scott Pilgrim was high, but then so then it went back down for World's End. The world's, budget-wise. the world's end. World's end was twenty million. Okay, yeah. Scott Pilgrim was like fifty. 60. Oh, 60, Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. This is. You said thirty million for this one. Thirty-four. Yeah. Thirty-four. That is impressive. Yeah, I think so. For <laughs> that's for very the, impressive for the for the finished product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Now it probably helps that they really. You know, it's they shot it in one area. Like, I mean, like obviously there's more, but it's everything. Yeah, and they use a lot of repeat locations. Yeah, but the amount of stuff they have to do in this yeah. is and the action and the, it can't be cheap. No, so that's why, like, even if you're all in one area for pretty much the whole movie, 
Yeah. Which you is know. they filmed in Atlanta. Okay. Which it is supposed to. I mean, they. they yeah, comment. I saw Georgia on the uh, license plates. Yeah, and they, so and they even make a, they make a comment about it being Atlanta. Like at some, it point. actually is Atlanta. Okay, like I don't movie. remember that. So okay. it's supposed to be Atlanta in the movie, but then that's also where they filmed it. So. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, got a, another stacked cast. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got Ansel Elgore. Elgort, yeah, I, I, I guess. His name. Ansel Elgort, yeah. John Berthal, John Hamm, Aiza Gonzalez, Micah Howard, Lily James, Morgan Brown, Kevin Spacey, and Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, this, uh, no, I mean, it doesn't top Scott Pilgrim for the amount of people they no. got, but it's still impressive. But it does have a little bit more um established because scott yes. pilgrim the, the yeah, most of the cast were not as not well as big, big yeah. not as well known when they were in scott pilgrim but then they all blew up after mm-hmm. where this you've got some people that are already pretty well known yeah that uh in these some of these roles so yes yeah all right so overall thoughts what's your uh just you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Go first. Go ahead. Well, you were, you already started a little bit, so <laughs> yeah. I was saying, yeah, just go with it. But I can th- go. I mean, I I just I think no, I can I can go. go yeah, ahead. yeah. Uh, this is s- from the last movie. This is such a big level up for Edgar Wright, I would say. And this is how many years? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And even from, I would say even from Scott Pilgrim as well, which would have been then seven years before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is very much at the top. I mean, I love this the first time I watched this movie, but it's very high up. I can't really say if Scott Pilgrim or this, or this is number one of all of his, but this movie's great. I don't think there's any... It just goes the whole way. Like, I don't think there's really any, there's like maybe, there's a couple of scenes where they bring it down a little bit, but it's never enough to where like, all right, where's all the, you know, fast paced or all the action again. They do that really well, uh, especially for, I didn't realize the movie was that long. So obviously paced really well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the cast is so good in this. Uh, some of these shots they did with the cars in particular i i'm like amazed how they even did them uh and it's just i i agree it's i would say it is a masterpiece for edgar wright yeah 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 i think um i think this one is um you know my favorite of his movies like i I do like scott pilgrim a lot too but i think uh i think this one has just a another level of polish like definitely there's a um i think like we talked about i think this is a movie that he had been waiting to make for decades so yeah. like where's the first time we noticed it was it hot fuzz i think or um, we noticed a little bit of uh well there's even like a well I probably even Shaun of the dead, Shaun of the yeah. dead there's a little bit but but um <laughs> and i and it, and he did like i mean there was the well, we'll um, 
get into it. I was reading up a, little, a few things and okay. Um, so we'll get into like spoiler stuff, but yeah, he, um, I mean, there was stuff he did years ahead before on this, this, the, the plan, the plan for this or like, cause he just had this in his head, something he wanted to make eventually. So, so yeah, he, it's, uh, but so yeah, even, I, even during Shaun of the Dead, like, yeah, he was planning stuff then or how far to go? Back, I don't know how say? far back okay. specifically. Um, but I know, yeah, with, uh. I know for well, for the the song and the 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 wanner in the beginning, like mm-hmm. right after the first action scene, like the that song, he had people like worked with the composer and um, and even like a uh, it's like a DJ mixer to kind of okay. make that song like years before they wow the movie because he already knew and had in his head of like what he wanted that whole to scene yeah that's awesome. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that scene. Uh, that's, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, that's just an example of, and I th- it's interesting because I think this is kind of like we were talking about this with Denny Villeneuve too, where like he kind of always wanted to do Blade Runner, and then so then we saw like hints of the like those like even his early f- the um the first film. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he had some like so it's like it's like you had these these things that inspire you and you and, test and, them out a little bit and you and almost, like, well it's almost you can't help yourself to, right. to like put a little bit of it in to, yeah, yeah sprinkle it in and i think you know denny was doing that bef- leading up to in some of his films and then and you saw this with Edgar Wright too kind of there this was his baby yeah you know, it no, was no pun intended yeah um and he had this in his head for probably 20 years i don't know 15 20 years and got it on paper, you know, it took time. And then it got to the point where like he had the clout, the whatever he, you know, all the things he needed in place that the timing was right. And then he was able to, to make it. Well, and it's, it shows, well, I mean, even with Scott Pilgrim, just the amount of people that he got for that, but this especially, it shows like who we got in this movie, you know, like, yes, he's obviously a big deal at that point where, he yep. got all of them. Now, obviously, a lot has to do with the casting director, too. But I feel like a lot of time, at least from what I've seen and heard from actors, you know, there usually is at some point they're like, oh, I want to work with this director, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I feel like that goes into it a lot. Yeah. You get a reputation. Yeah. And then, yeah, people want to work with you or or I've seen at least seen your films and they're like, oh, yeah, he does something different. And so, you, yeah, you want to be be on the film. I think uh, I think like number one for that, uh, it seems to me is is Fincher. Like, because throughout all of his, this isn't a Fincher podcast, but I wanted to. I was thinking about it just because his new movie just came out. Yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking about him a lot in his whole filmography, and it seemed like as he went, there's just people. Like it seemed like almost the actors went to him, and instead of like him going to the actors, uh, and maybe it was that same way with this movie. Maybe like it seemed like some of them. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but it seemed like he is pretty big at this point. That, like you said, he had a lot of clout yeah. to get all of them. All right. Well, <clears throat> I get into the get into some spoilers. Let's yeah, let's break it down. So uh, let's talk about overall. Uh, Plot and story and characters first. 
what uh well with some of your I don't, I don't know where to start yeah, yeah it's it's hard mm-hmm. i do okay so i'll start with i do think the my favorite of the car scenes was the uh the first one yes i feel like i mean not that their other ones are not good right but that that first car chasing is just so good i i have a note about that basically the whole opening scene is just like insanely good yeah from start to finish everything about it like it's probably his strongest and like the word you use polish like opening scene of any of his movies i would say mm-hmm. yeah in every way and then like with the uh music and mixing and all that which we'll get into a lot too because that's a big part of this movie it's like perfect in the intro and specifically the song too which i'm gonna talk about because yeah i have a. Uh, it was a song that I've uh, I've used a lot recently for uh, a student a student of mine actually. So okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and then also which I always like when they they do this with like the Matrix, and um, I always like when they play with the opening fanfare and they kind of introduce it, kind of okay, yeah. integrated into the movie yeah. almost, right? And the Matrix, they like got all green and like gets a gets, does the digital like sound. This they did like it the like fanfare turned into like the the ring in his ear yes and i and i was like that's cool yep and then obviously they did with scott pilgrim with the yes yeah 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 Yeah. but um yeah so i thought that was that was cool yeah yeah Yeah, i like that yeah the uh yeah i mean that that action scenes i think my favorite well the whole thing is like like the is just like perfect in every way and what's crazy is which we'll also talk about later is immediately the next scene is the other scene we're talking about yes so it's like back to back this opening is just like yeah you're like 15 20 minutes into the movie and you're just like yeah but like you'd think then like if you did that all the beginning you're like is the end not going to be as strong but i think still through the whole way it's it's still yeah you know he didn't just use it all up at the beginning and uh then it kind of went down like right. it, it's strong the whole way through for sure but like i do think it, like it's not that it does much of it it doesn't dip that much but mm-hmm. i think it is like a little bit of a dip because i think it is those two, i think it's intentional those two though. scenes are like just like that the opening car chasing is i think the best and then that then that one take of him yep. going to get coffee is just like so slick and so yeah so good um I do just want to, yeah. I think, well, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to like more of the cinematography. But okay, um, yeah. So, so the one, the one take is where the the song. So that song. Yep. So then, so then I, I was reading about a little bit about they they had to find because they basically because of the, all the different interactions and things that happen. Mm-hmm. with the sound effects and all those things timed in the song, they had to like reverse engineer it to where, yeah, you'd have to they like to where, make it all match up. Yeah, match yeah. It, yeah. So they, they had to, and they had to find where he could leave and how far he could get to then actually build a coffee shop. Cause that coffee shop's not a real coffee shop. They had to build, oh, a, coffee, they built that? They had okay. a coffee shop where there was, I think it was like a pizza place or something. They all right. So they built the coffee shop. So the pizza place that's later in the movie. I don't know. Cause they did, they filmed that actually kind of looks, I wonder if that was the same. It might've been, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so they, uh, 
and they had to figure out how it time. But then the problem was then the uh, later part of the song is shorter. So then you'd mm-hmm. have to hurry back. So that's why they introduced the cop. They like, Oh, they had to figure th- out a way th- to th- do it. It was like, that's the motivation for him to like start moving faster yeah. so that he can get back faster. Okay. <laughs> like it was, I mean, but it seems so intentional when you're watching it. It does. Like, like you don't think like, Oh, the cop wasn't really planned to be there. And then we were like, how are we going to get him to move faster? And then we're like, Oh, let's put a cop here. But, but what's crazy is like, think about everything that has to go into the scenes all the action scenes with all the driving and you think that that has to be the scenes that probably took the longest or were most involved but i imagine maybe it's the that the second scene though probably even topped it with the amount of planning and planning execution yeah, maybe, and, uh, maybe i don't know but they because that whole thing i imagine i think like they, there's no way they nailed it one time like they would have to do that whole no, it was sequence. like 20 some takes okay yeah see because so. i do i don't i, I remember them it was like 25 28 takes yeah but take 21 was the one they used in the movie you remember that so they still they still went a long ways in before they got the one that they needed yeah wow yeah and yeah. and then they i think they rehearsed like with the you know the camera well, the, the steady cam operator and and like the key actors you know they rehearsed um for like two days before they even yeah. like actual filming day you know but um well, one of the coolest things also, which is crazy because I didn't, I must have not caught that part uh, first time watching this movie, um, which I guess I probably saw it shortly after it came out. So it probably was still in 2017. But Claudia's the one that pointed out to me the actual, you know, graffiti or, you know, yeah. lyrics that are timed with it, which is a whole other thing that they added to this. Where they where you talk about timing wise, where they had to line all that up too, but it's so cool how they implement all that too. Those, with those are CGI, all of it. The the the, uh, the graffiti, yeah. The graffiti, okay. Because even like graffiti was added in post. Okay, well then that makes it easier, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it does make it a little easier, <laughs> but you, you still gotta a, have a spot to put it. But yeah, yeah. In the in the um, it's on like a sign or other stuff. So it always is when they put it in because so they said it looked pretty the article real. I was reading, yeah. Okay, because it was an interview with them and he was talking about the reason they ha- he had the idea of doing it but then uh was it not till afterwards no they couldn't do it in some of the spots because it's like one one of the things he walks past like a courthouse and they couldn't do mm, any okay do anything and so then then he had i forget now in the article what they referenced he referenced some other movie that did all this like um added all this like graffiti to subway cars or something in post and he was like oh and it looked you know it looked real so then yeah. he was like oh maybe we can do it that way and that's what they ended up doing awesome well yeah that was done very well then because yeah it's not only graffiti it's on a sign it's on a uh like a wooden post yeah trying to think there's a couple other different surfaces too which like it it looked pretty real i thought they would have had to at least some of them put them you know actually design it for real a few they were i don't know yeah maybe they got a few of them in yeah but that's that's awesome and i think so speaking of cgi then and I don't know who all he works with over, he has worked with over the years um, with like visual effects, but it seems like they do it very well in all of them. Cause even the one scene we point out, so at the very beginning movie, uh, um, Shaun of the Dead, we talked about the, the zombie in the backyard and mm-hmm. how good that looked. And then even in Hot Fuzz, how good that, uh, was it Hot Fuzz? 
Yeah, with it like coming out of his mouth. Yes. And like how real that looked yeah. too. The practical, whatever. That was probably some practical stuff. Right, yeah. Well, again with, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, yeah, both of those probably like a lot of practical going on too. But um, yeah. yeah, it seems like everything, like I don't remember seeing in any of these anything. Because I, especially nowadays, because it seems like a lot of new stuff is like, probably because all the VFX artists are overworked. Yeah, everything's you rushed. Know? Yeah. Yes. You can like, I can really tell nowadays, like, uh, even though obviously the process I'm sure has gotten, I don't know, easier or quicker to do, you know, mm-hmm. certain things. Uh, but yeah, I didn't notice anything in any of his movies so far, right. you know, that yeah. like looked bad. <clears throat> no. And again, like you said, it's, there's always stuff in there. So, like, if you can't tell, then that's obviously done really well. Yeah, and that's the goal, right? That's the goal, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> the scene right after that, right? So now we're going to third scene. Well, then they're all, then they're all up. They're up at the first, like the in the the war room, I guess you would call it, whatever. And that scene's great too. So, like, that's why I was saying the start of this movie is <laughs> yeah. so good because, yeah, that scene is funny too, which. I don't know. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, what do you want to mention about that scene in particular? Well, I was thinking that it wasn't that one. It was the the next time they're there because when the first time he's there with Jamie Fox, okay, because he's the one that he steals right. He's the one that steals the sunglasses. Yeah, and then he pulls out another pair, and then he like pulls out a third pair too. Yes. I think yeah, because yeah. <laughs> and then they do so, and then he pulls out a third pair. Mm-hmm. And just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's such a um, also just like an interesting, um, you know, to have your lead barely talk, right? Mm-hmm. Is also even just a, um, which got me thinking, uh, just because we talked about this, uh, I think in the TV podcast last week, but uh, them making a live action Legend of Zelda, and Link never talks in the games. True. And but you could do a movie. I mean, this is a perfect example. Like you can do a movie where just people around around you kind of carry the story, and you just you don't have to talk. I think that'd probably be the best way for them to do that because yeah. no matter what, anyone's gonna be weirded out about yes. like Link yeah. talking <clears throat> for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So of course. So anyway, yeah, we get introduced to the. The team that was the in crew, the highest, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, plus Kevin Spacey's character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were just talking about Kevin Spacey last. Yeah, well, because we were talking because of oh, we knew he was going to be in coming this. Up, yeah, and uh, just so much. Yeah, I always love love him. Yeah, and we were talking about how uh, no matter what mm-hmm. has happened with him, he's there's a reason why he's one of the best actors. Yeah, it's I. I and this obviously isn't like his best performance, no, you know. No, no, no. But he's still great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done no, a lot. No, so. I was, what I was gonna say is like, I, you know, I really. It's like, why people get so hung up on. Everyone, is not perfect. Yes. Right. So like, and yeah, there's. I mean, yes, there's extreme things that people can do, that okay, you're just like okay, but, for the most part, yeah, you made some mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but you can separate that from mm-hmm. the art, right? The art. Yep. We do it like, all the time in music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why people, I don't know. They, I think people put these actors and actresses, whatever up on pedestals and think they're like above 
everyone else for some reason and then and aren't human and then like and then they do something where they're human and then people get mad and it's like and then they and then they're like i can't watch that movie either. And that, like, yeah i know and i just it that's yeah it's so, annoying no i know and uh, you you nailed it because that's literally exactly what i was going to say is because people put actors on a pedestal so they think of them as like god so if they ever do anything yeah then they're like which i mean it's like they can't ever look at them the same and then which is hard uh, then for them as people because they are people Mm -hmm. and yeah so yeah anyway that was a little side tangent no you're you're 100 percent right but uh yeah it's it, it bothers me in the in the music realm too because uh the biggest thing and i mean there's a ton even now but like the biggest one people always go to is michael jackson and uh, it'll be i hear people to this day be like i just can't listen to his music anymore i'm like really he was literally deemed the king of pop like he was incredible and even before that he was incredible in the jackson five too when he was yeah so young uh and it's like why can't you just listen to it yeah you know yeah yeah i yeah i know that's always that's a big conversation now separating the art from the artist but I don't understand why you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's such a big I don't conversation. Know. I don't you know, know. Uh, why why people get so hung up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then the the other thing I was gonna say about that opening, the one take. Yeah, all the little like the way the like a, almost like a musical, like the classic musical, like the way like his movements. Or like timed with the music, yeah. right? Almost like a. Where he does like the trumpet behind. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Um, but they sprinkle that throughout the movie. Like there's other times that it happens where he's listening to music and like like when he went at the junkyard and he junks the car and then he's like leaving and he kind of kicks the can like and mm-hmm. it's like right with the music and um just it's just fun little like poly like like the extra le- the extra level of detail and polish to like take that you know all the way through that idea through the whole movie they definitely do it the whole movie because even with uh the songs too even with the lyrics right you notice that right yeah Yeah. even at the very end like the one i noticed this time uh was when they're all going into the diner the whole crew at the end and the song's playing and they're you're seeing what is her character's name it's lily collin but what's her uh (laughs) Deborah. Deborah. That's right. Yeah, because they talk about the. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot. No, that, that was a great songs. scene. Yeah, yeah there's their songs about. I mean, she's like every song's about you, baby. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah. So that song is like. So they they had the camera on her. She's looking at them, and the song lyrics are going. Something's wrong with my. Or he's. It's when something's wrong with my baby. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff is great. Like how they put that in there, yeah. lyric wise, with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all his mixed mixtapes and I got, iPods and. <laughs> Dude, that that's so cool how he did that with uh and I like how they show him actually the process of yeah, doing making it. it. Yeah. And then the but then it's it's funny when they finally like bust him and then they mm-hmm. they think he's like been recording them yeah. for like police, He's like, No, police. I really do this. And yeah. they're and like, they Yeah, okay. the song and it's like him saying, you know, it was uh, Kevin Spacey's character, yep. like what 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 did he was he slow? 
Yeah, was he slow? <laughs> was he slow? <laughs> it was a perfect remix, yeah, that he did. The one I saw, because I was looking at all the tapes to see, like, the names. Because yeah. obviously the one they always they point out uh, is Mom, well, that they want to center on. a different color, yeah. Yeah. But the one I saw this time that I thought was funny was Mozart in a go-kart. <laughs> I'm like, I want to hear that. That sounds great. Yeah. I just imagine Mozart music to Mario Kart. Yeah. You know, oh, or yeah. like that kind of style. Yeah. Which would be awesome. <laughs> um, any other favorite scenes? We'll say one. I don't. I didn't really care for, and I had forgotten because it's been a while since I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten the way it ends, and then uh, and so it was like it kind of was like a because uh, like I mean yeah he, he okay, but it's like they <clears throat> I guess the director and writer I guess he wanted to not glorify this too much and yeah. kind of like feel like yeah there are consequences you can't just be running all the time but at the same time <clears throat> as a viewer and you're just like you just want to give them the way and, and you want them to get away and like right off in the sunset because you because you're like deep down you know oh they're the two good people in this whole situation everyone else yeah they're real crooks mm-hmm. even though he did stuff he shouldn't be doing you know deep down he was kind of forced into it and kind of really didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, and they have the, all the people on the stand talking about like how like actually he was pretty nice, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and all that, <clears throat> which gets them down to like five year or twenty. It's twenty five, but then they said five year, year yeah, parole, yeah. and of course that he assumes he gets out after those five yeah. years. And and I was thinking about I'm like if it's if he's in there all twenty five, he's like fifty by <laughs> when he when he comes out. She's, but, she's gonna wait for him. Then. Uh, yeah, right. but see, no, to your point with that, with the ending. It's kind of either way they ended it is kind of like a like you talk about them doing like a lot of like classic movie type tropes. Um, is the way they ended it is also kind of like a classic movie. Like you know, guy goes to prison and the girl's like, "Oh, I'll wait for you to come out." You know, so that's still like uh, a classic movie type of thing. You know, but then the other way of ending it uh, is like them riding off in the sunset. So, you know, that's another kind of classic movie mm-hmm. type of thing. So either way, I feel like he's kind of going for that feel, like you mentioned, throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, or even like the, you know, when they show it, and I think they do it, they do it in black and white and color, right? Or, well, you know, they, they're in the, like the, the 50s car, they, right? They do it the, in black and white, the, I think, the, then color the, the end, first right? time, and then at the yeah. end when he gets out, it's in black and white and transitions that's to color. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but the other two times they do it, it's in black and white. Yeah. It's like him daydreaming, mm-hmm. and then like the end, the daydream comes real. Yeah, becomes color. Yeah, <laughs> which that ride sweet that she is. Oh yeah, but, definitely. Um, but yeah, but I, I don't know. There's something about like just wanting to have like the just like the straightforward happy ending or something. I, I just was like, just want to see him ride away, and then and then when they got trapped on the bridge, and I was like, oh, that's right. This is how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they still they have their happy ending, I guess, after tw- five years in prison. But, yeah. You know. It's kind of tough, this kind of movie, and I'm sure he went through a lot of rewrites when he was writing this. Like, I mean, what? yeah, what is the best way to end this type of yeah. movie, you know? Like, yeah, unless it just, like, ends abruptly, which I guess that could have been the case, too. Like, you know, he could have done something like that, but then it might have not been as satisfying. 
of a movie then. <clears throat> well, like I guess if instead of having them he wake you know, he wakes up, she's driving, and then they just ride off in the sunset. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kinda like, Oh, they and doing the way he did it just adds this few other scenes of um now it does the strength is like reinforces that those because you, you said they have the people in the stand so they're able to kind of like hey, yeah these these moments happen and they're sprinkled throughout that you know where he had opportunities anytime he could he was did the right thing um so it kind of reinforces that which I, I don't think is terrible um but it just it just from a feeling standpoint it was like and just felt let down because i was like you wanted to just be like they got away they live happily ever after and then it was like you know then there's like the brakes urch you know like and then you're like okay you're going to prison yeah and then you're like oh but then he gets out and then then you know then they they have their their moment no you're you're right though if they would have ended it on that scene of them driving away and you know they're listening to his you know his mom that's singing that yep. song like yeah because it kind of looks like it's going to end there anyway yeah, i think that intentionally they, they, they like, intentionally yeah. try to make it feel like that and that would have been bind in it that way uh, too yeah, yeah. yeah. so <clears throat> yeah i don't know you want and maybe that was it maybe that was like something he wanted to do like maybe they were done and he was like no we need to do a little more maybe that was a extra maybe you know shoot or something that they wanted to do afterwards yeah. Because he wouldn't have had to get everyone back, right? It was just them to, you know, and then like... Oh, the extras, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so like it's not like he had to get... He would have to get all these other big actors back, yeah. so... Oh, even though... So all the um, car scenes, a lot of the car scenes, mm-hmm. they had to film on the weekends. Really? Yeah, because a lot of the areas they wanted to film it, I guess they couldn't shut those roads down during the week. Oh, okay. So they had to film on the weekends. Oh. Huh. I mean, they are pretty main... Some main roads, yeah. <laughs> um, that would take a long time then if you could only do yeah, weekends. And man. then they, uh, and he said he's had like um, John, um, not him, the Bernthal, Bernthal, yeah, mm-hmm. John Bernthal, Bernthal. He had to fly back nine times from LA Whew. to Atlanta because of like, you know, some reshoots, some because of they were having to space those out over the weekend. So he would go away and come back. Um, but a lot of the other people were around for the whole shoot, but he, because he was only for certain scenes, like he wasn't there the whole time. But so. this is why this is why John Bernthal is a pro because yeah. he was still committed. Well, that's the thing. Like he quoted him, he said because he kept apologizing. This is, I said Edgar Wright uh, kept apologizing, saying "So sorry, man. We, you know, you know, we need some more scenes, or you know, because yeah. they did do some research, like probably like got right. into post and well." looking at the dailies because you put like rough stuff together um you know ever since things go digital like you mm-hmm. put rough stuff together and if they were shooting them on the weekends then they had plenty of time for somebody to be throwing some stuff together and then to be like oh we actually need more here or there so then anyway so he, he kept apologizing like dude i'm sorry he's like it's okay if it was easy everyone would do it <laughs> yeah so, so he, like you said he was just a pro like hey you know yeah, you know, to, 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 to do it at the level that needs to be done to make it good, mm-hmm. make it right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta sacrifice some. You gotta, you know, do some stuff that's uncomfortable. Yeah, and I actually have a note about that. I mean, it might just be just because he's one of my favorite actors, but like, I wish he was in this movie more. Like John Bernthal's in like two scenes. I want to say like he's in the opening scene. Yeah, he's in one of the. 
when they're all in their like uh I don't know, a hideout or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh and I think that's it. Maybe there might be a third scene, but he's yeah. he's not in it much. It's really mostly just up top and then he's gone. Right, cuz he was <laughs> only in the the first heist. Mhm. Yep. Um but yeah, but again cuz the they had to shoot those things every weekend. I guess that's why he had to come back nine times. And they figured they needed more stuff for that opening scene. Yeah. So then they had to do, yep. they had to come back <laughs> so much. Yeah. But then I guess, cause the other people were all there for the whole time. Cause they had a lot of other scenes that they weren't leaving Atlanta and coming back. So, I don't know. but yeah, thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm going to go back to the, Opening scene. Yeah. I got I got to see that because I don't know the name of the uh, artist. Okay, there we go. Yeah. With the song, because this is a perfect song choice, Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer Blues Explosion. I don't remember the name of the band. Uh, because I think it fits perfectly with the intro. Because uh, the song's kind of sporadic, which is also, it fits well with uh, what happens in the scene. But... Uh, it made me appreciate the song more because then I had to, I was teaching it recently. Well, not recently. It was probably about a year ago with a student of mine. And, uh, the song's pretty tough anyway, and kind of chaotic. Also the recording's kind of like more rough. So, uh, trying to figure it all by ear, which is what I was doing. It was, uh, took a long time, but, uh, it made me appreciate the song more. And there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in that song. And it fits very well with what's visually, on the screen for that whole intro is great. Well, along those lines, uh, is the soundtrack and the music. The well, the I mean, the actual score, there's hardly any. Right, because it's all soundtrack. It's mostly all soundtrack, which is like, this is an amazing, amazing soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Every time I watch this, I'm like, I always forget about a couple of them, and I'm like, of songs in this? Yeah. And I'm like, dang, this is... Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff, yeah. So like, yeah, that's most of the movie. Uh, I was trying to, this time, really focus on, all right, how much actual score is in this? Right. Very little. So I don't really have anything okay. <laughs> to say about, about about that part. But obviously the big thing is the uh, audio editing and sound design for all that, which I don't know if you want to get into that now. Or yeah. I guess you, want, you usually do cinematography first, but I guess we can... Yeah, you were just talking that music, so yeah. yeah, we could jump jump around a little bit. Uh, because it's, you know, every, it's obviously not the thing you you see the most and hear the most that sticks out is the the gunshots, right? Yeah. Syncing up with the songs, yes, or using the gunshots as a percussive element of the song. But there's a lot of other, you know, just different sound effects and different things they do throughout the whole movie that go along with the song, yeah. which is cool. Actually, actually heard a lot more of them this time or at which is cool because i didn't see as many of them or hear as many when i first watched this movie so yeah i i, I noticed some more too again i don't know it's because of seeing it you know mm-hmm. the more you see stuff you notice other things but also this time watching it, i had my headphones my oh yeah head, that's a big difference with, like and just had the noise canceling on and just like really get immersed in the and I, and I did that intentionally because i knew you know like the music yeah. the sound of this movie is such a big part of the movie and uh yeah and it didn't disappoint up with them. yeah because one thing that was interesting is they actually move the stereo of the music based on 
I know that if baby has like only one ear or mm-hmm. not ear, and then like you, it's real noticeable when you have he- your own headphones yeah. and watching it. Um, it probably was real noticeable in the theater too. But that's one thing I wish I, I did not see in theaters. It would have been awesome to see this in theaters. Yeah, especially which did yeah. they in twenty seventeen? Was there Dolby Atmos in theaters? Probably some, just not not as much. Not I'd the, imagine not that. the ones close to us yeah. that we have now. Yeah, they weren't. They didn't have it. Like so. that would be awesome to see this movie in that yes type of sound for sure yeah um yeah but no, it was good 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 soundtrack that that's like that's the thing is that's what's tough about like because you're doing songs not like the um not the uh one take scene where they're basically taking apart the song but like these other songs they can't really do much with it to like uh you know, maybe add or take away. You could take away, but adding or stretching things in the song would be tougher right. to do. And so they have to line that up with everything going on, you know, in the scenes. Yes. I can't imagine how long that took. <laughs> yeah, I guess if if you're careful about it with the, the way you, it still doesn't make it easy, but just if you have the way you shoot, you know, cut the scene, so that you can like have the cuts be in between where your next one has to be, and you can kind of finesse the thing in the, the the thing that needs to happen in the scene to the music. You can finesse it because I mean right. I, I do that sometimes because I, you know, there's um when like a lot of the commercial work we do is not um you know we use stock music mm-hmm. right, and so one way to make it not feel that way is once you find something that kind of fits you adjust your edit some to the music. So yeah. then it feels like the music was in 100% intentional. And so that you're looking at those those moments where in the music where things are shifting and changing or or um, crescendoing or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and, and actually working your edit to kind of, and it's kind of an ebb and flow, right? Like you've, you already have the edit rough and then normally I, I do. It's the way I do it, like do the rough, and then you find music that's gonna kind of have the beats that you need, and hit the points that you need. But then you finesse it after the you know the actual cuts and edits, and or the thing in the scene that you want it to happen. So like, I kind of do that at a small scale a lot yeah. of times, and so I, it it's not that it's easy, but <laughs> but I think it's it's a little more doable than you might think. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, now if it was the one take is where then it becomes yes. impossible if you didn't plan like right. they did and make it time to the music instead of instead of like if you shot that and then tried to fix it, fix it in post, that would be impossible. But yeah, and the other scenes where it's happening, to your point, is there is a, a way, lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of cuts. action and a lot of things happening and, a lot of times, yeah, and there's a lot of cuts. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of cuts, so that's, yeah. So a lot, that makes sense then, yeah, yeah for that. Um. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's cinematography. I think I mean we've touched on a lot of stuff around it, like mm-hmm. and, and already talking about. So I think I just Bill Pope again. Like yeah, you said. Yes, yeah, Bill Pope. <laughs> I know his name now since we've gone <laughs> gone through three. Yeah, yeah, yeah three of his movies, yeah. and then of course you know the Matrix, Matrix and, yeah. which then it's like oh well then you know a um, this had such a. <clears throat> A confidence and polish to the style and you can still see the style Edgar Wright's style in there of like some of the like the 
the movements and the just where it feels a little different than what other directors would do. <clears throat> but I think it's gotten to the point where it's it has like a again like a polish and a confidence to do it when it needs to be done, but not overdo it. Not you know like because again we talked about it in Hot Fuzz like it felt like it was like everything was overdone, right? And and it definitely dialed back. And I think Scott Pilgrim was there too at some extent, like where it felt like knew when to do it, not to do it. But um, but then of course the tone of that and the humor kind of of that movie, uh, you know, lend itself to do to kind of do things differently. And this has you know um, much more seriousness to it. And uh, <clears throat> so, but yeah, I think uh, all in all, like. Yeah, I mean, like great, great camera work. You know, in general, like I mean, there's just like so many cool, yeah, there is shots and and uh, just you know edits, kind of a combination, which is all his stuff. Like I think all his stuff is like it's a it's leaning a lot on knowing how he's going to cut it right and how he's going to create those fast cuts that he does and shooting stuff for that and the the quick zooms and the the things that they do that's different than like what most people would do it seems yeah it seems like overall like everything you're talking about it seems like he's just way with his own specific style he's like matured a lot yeah and all that yeah <clears throat> which yeah. is exciting to go into his final movie because i've never seen it correct yeah. and i have no idea really much about it at all so it'll be cool to see how how that all looks yeah. That well, one. sometimes you, so <clears throat> how to put this and, and I'm just saying this cause I haven't seen that movie either, Yeah, which is going to be interesting for us to talk about, you know, something neither one of us have seen, <clears throat> but, uh, I just throwing this out there, but sometimes when you feel like you've mastered something, then you almost intentionally want to do something different. <clears throat> okay well i mean the genre is very different i know for this last one yeah so at least in that way but you're talking like in all like, like all-encompassing though well even just this that style the style like okay. you're just like okay i've done this a lot i feel like i've reached like where it needs to be this maturity of it right like you you're just using that word mm-hmm <clears throat> And, you know, if this is that, this movie is that, then it's like, sometimes you're like, okay, now I feel like I've, I don't know. I mean, you, you probably feel this creative. Like sometimes you just have these like kind of ideas, right? And and I think this movie was that idea. Like, like we saw threads of it in the other movies and you have this idea and you're like, and it finally gets out of your head. Like, and mm-hmm. it's like, you finally got, and he was able to do it. And then it was a success and you're like, you know, then it's like, then you're, it's time to try a different idea. Maybe. Yes. So I don't know if you did or not. I'm just kind of, cause again, we haven't watched this movie. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just, it'll be interesting to see if there's a, a, like a, a shift that you can, and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're trying something different. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it always works, but, it, but as a, a creative person, idea person, I, you know, I, I feel the same. Like it's like, I'll, I'll see something, inspire something, and I might try it a couple times, do it a couple different, and then feel like, and then you're like, okay, 
I think that worked really well. But then it's like, no, but now I want to do something else because it's, you're always wanting to challenge yourself, right? And when you kind of get to the point where you're like, no, I think I've, let's say master's not the right word, but I feel like I've, I've almost scratched the itch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you're on to the next itch. And uh, so no, that I makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just curious if that. No, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I resonate with that for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you want to look up some trivia first? Well, I, I, I wanted to, yeah, I can do that. I wanted to mention uh, about uh, just talking about the cast a little bit more. Sure. Just how great yeah. everyone is in this. I mean, we already talked about uh, Kevin Spacey some, but uh, John Hamm is very good in this. Yeah. He has such a... And he's not, he, it's a very different role for him too. Well, I was going to say like, he's, he's kind of almost playing like uh, a bad guy, but it's like, uh, but it's different than like when he gets like angry as Don Draper. Right. You know what I mean? So sure. it's, it's yeah. Cause he's, I don't think he's played like a villain in anything else that I know of. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he kind of has, you know, I mean, even I was just thinking like his character in, the morning show that he was just at like the most recent season. Mm-hmm. Like that's different too. Like, yeah, and it is good. Um, but, it, and then I know he's done comedy. He's great at comedy <laughs> yeah, too. So yeah. Like he's, he's got range. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well rounded actor and definitely has a range. Um, and, and since you're bringing it up, yeah. Um, of course, John Berthal, Berthal. <laughs> yeah. He, he's That's great. My dude. He's yeah. great. And uh, um, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> he was great too, yeah. Dude, him playing, like, he's just, he, you are nervous Al, the whole time he's on. Yes. And, and and you should be, but like, he does such a great job of, of playing that type of guy that you like, don't know what he's going to do next. Oh, for sure. You know, he's just like a little unhinged. Yep. Um. And then, um, yeah, I, I so at first because I I mean I recognize the name Lily James but yes I uh, watching this time I was like oh yeah she's playing Pam and Pam and Tommy oh she did yeah that's yeah. her but it's very different like yeah, obviously yeah. she looks very different than that but uh, I forgot that, that yeah is that's a, her but well, I don't and I, 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 I know like she's she been was in some a, other stuff yeah too, she was but. in other stuff and I I didn't actually look it up because that's funny I was thinking she looked familiar. <laughs> but I don't think it was because definitely the first time I saw this that show was not out and I didn't watch that show mm, okay. first time I saw this movie so and I think I think she was was she the in the live action um, Cinderella was she the Cinderella in live action I mean probably that makes sense let's see yep there you go first thing she's known for Cinderella 2015 and Mamma Mia I've never seen Mom. Me neither. <laughs> but that's yeah. Um I wanted to I wanted to mention two more. Uh Isa Gonzalez. She's not even been in much because I was looking her up yeah. and like, has she? But not really. Right. But she was great. Although no, she's in Godzilla, which we'll be talking about Godzilla in yes. a little bit, actually. Yes. Uh oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. But she's she's not in a, a lot. I mean yeah. uh which I don't know why. Why would why would you not yeah. cast her? Yeah, she's great. 
pretty easy on the eyes too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> All the time, Claudia and I watching, I'm like, she's like, she's like, you don't have to say anything. She's like, she's like, I understand. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, you have a type. I said, yeah. So yeah. So along those lines, like uh, the Deborah character, yeah. Like, and not, and this is nothing. Like, yeah, Lily James, she's an attractive mm-hmm. woman. Like, but there's something with her mouth. Something really weird <laughs> like that like okay. kind of was just always like seemed i don't know there was something she was doing with her mouth mm. and because when they had like the close-up there's just something like, the way her mouth moved it just like seemed weird to me that kind of like i don't say it turned me off but like it, it was just like it was like does she do that in other things or I was don't it think only so. this I, so i think it was something she was okay. trying to do to maybe put her like her a accent? southern accent yeah, and maybe. whatever and her mouth just like I don't know. There was just something weird there. That yeah. kinda, it wasn't like one time. It was like a couple times throughout the movie that I was just like, that just something seems off there. It, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone though, like, you know, we didn't really talk about Ansel Elgort, but he's yeah. great too in this. Yes. At what he does, especially when he does like those, like when he's listening to music and mm-hmm. Kevin Space is like, hey, did you get all that? And then he just goes off. Oh, you yeah. know, like, like that, that, like that kind of stuff's great. The other person I want to mention is, um, she's credited as baby's mom, uh, Sky Ferreira, because she's a, I know her because she's um she's a pop star like she's done a lot of music she does some um I want to say her first album is what I listen to the most and uh, I liked that that a lot so and it is her because I was like at the end I'm like okay so is this gonna be her singing the song at the end and it is her because I looked it's there's a version of it with her singing okay. on the soundtrack which is cool but oh, that's cool yeah she's a good singer well, I didn't know I didn't you know mm-hmm. I didn't know but her. she's been in a couple things now she uh um acting wise yeah she's she was just in oh she was just in that movie i was mentioning on screen time a while back uh reptile that was on netflix okay that you should check out it's actually really good like kind of reminded me of fincher-esque movie but it's a new director uh but yeah she's in that too so i don't know if she's acting more now but yeah and then i just have one more thing uh just a side note is um you know, because Baby's, uh, Kevin Spacey says in a different way. A lot of people say this word in different ways. I call it tinnitus. He says it tinnitus, I think, which is weird. I don't know why people say it. I think it's tinnitus. That's how I've always heard it. Okay. Yeah. But they do, a lot. you know, they do a lot with that in the movie. And uh, he explains why or how it happened and why he always has music going. And I relate to him because I also have tinnitus. Not nearly as bad as him, but I have it. So... I hate though when I hear it in movies though because it just like amplifies it for me. Like you know when that high pitched you know, comes it in from when just being in bands. Yeah, and uh, because I still because I remember you and Aaron got me mm-hmm. custom earplugs and I would use them. Well, once you got them for me, I used them all the time. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I didn't use any before that. all the times before that, yeah. and it caused a lot of damage. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately but yeah so it's not but it could have been worse probably it could have been wor- way, way worse for sure but yeah it's it's one of those things where it's not noticeable and they explain it perfectly like so if it's if you're sitting somewhere and it's dead quiet that's when it'll start actually you know so you know how they have though I was talking to Claudia about this if they have those rooms that you can go in that are completely dead mm-hmm. where some people like freak out in you know that would be where like it would probably come like really prominent yeah. yeah which probably would be that'd suck i haven't been in a room like that but so 
that probably wouldn't be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people can't, can't handle that stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, it would be, yeah, it would amplify it probably. Cause yeah. It'd be it would. Yeah. The quieter, it, yeah. The more it's, yeah, it comes out. And it's crazy that, that, um, Claudia was saying with eye stuff, it's the same way. It's like, there's no cure for that kind of stuff yet. Like anything to do with the eyes and the ears, you know, uh, with that kind of damage. Which I'm like, man, come on, it's 2023. Yeah, should be. We should be coming up with something. Grow one on the back of a pig. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get a new, uh, <laughs> new eyeball or a new, yeah. uh, new eardrum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, a little, trivia. Yeah, well, little, little trivia. I'm not used to this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh, we're missing our uh, other co-hosts. <laughs> I know she does some film banter too. I'm not. Uh, hold on, I just had it up. And then while you're doing that, I was just like, yeah, theme overall theme and message. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, like we kind of alluded to with the way they ended it. I think like it was kind of like, you know, it eventually, even if you think you're getting away with it, eventually it catches up to you, like doing things. Yeah. You. And I think that's kind of the. Oh, definitely. But yeah. Also, like you said, uh, yeah. What he was doing with the movie basically saying like it's not you know he's not condoning right and that's why he kind of put that in i guess at the ending which well, is the way it ends it it kind of like helps like be like hey even though this looks really cool yeah it's like <laughs> do you really want this life no you don't no it might look like the life that you want but uh let's see i don't know let's see if there's anything good in here Oh, this first one is what you already mentioned about uh, what, you know, watching it with headphones on and how it changes with... Yeah. Uh, which, speaking of that, they do such a good job with that in The Killer, which is Fincher's new movie. Oh, did you watch it already? Mm-hmm. Not all of it yet. Uh, we started it. I hadn't finished it yet. But they do that with with uh, sound, and he has headphones in. They do, they do that a lot in that movie, too. Uh, let's see... Director Edgar Wright once parked his car in a parking garage only to realize by complete coincidence the car next to him had a stylized baby on board sign with babies Ansel Elgort face taken from the movie poster. <laughs> Wright's left, Wright left a note on the car's windshield that read from the director of Baby Driver, I approve. Complete with autograph. Nice. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, that's good this one's great because this is actually one of the I think the funniest parts in the movie because speaking of the humor because there's not much in it but when they do it you could tell it's a little it's not as much but it's a little sprinkle of Edgar Wright yeah. humor still in there but this is the funniest part the uh, the Mike Myers mask oh <laughs> yes I forgot so this is an extra things about that uh, the Mike Myers masks actually were supposed to be the masks of Michael Myers from the Halloween series, but the producers were unable to obtain the legal permission. That makes sense. Yeah. Edgar Wright then reached out to the comedian Mike Myers about using masks of his likeness instead. He thought the scene was funny and gave his blessing. This is ironic because the original Michael Myers masks were also masks obtained without getting the proper permission. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, John Carpenter bought a William Shatner slash Captain Kirk mask from a Halloween store and painted it white to give it a creepy look. And it's true. That's how they made the original. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a funny scene. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was also probably one of the funniest love, parts. Yeah. That was what that, that scene's also really, because of that, messes up the, his, the he has this, 
it, well, he you know he messes it messes up the music, his timing, and, and then he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I gotta start the song over." Yeah, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, but they don't really give him much crap about it because they understand he has such a like point, like a uh, very precise uh, uh, a, like uh, agenda in the way he goes about yeah. things. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I'm. Not, I haven't read these. I'm just going off because I don't know if any any these other ones are going to be like anything good. Yeah. Let's see. The studio pressured Edgar Wright to cut the foot chase scene because the movie was starting to go over budget. Wright deferred a portion of his directing fee to ensure the scene was completed. True artist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, no, it's got to be. Speaking of the budget, like, because everyone else, I'm sure, got decent pay, but like, how much did Kevin Spacey? You know, because I feel like out of them all, like he's the the biggest, right? Yeah, I, mean, I imagine he would he would probably ask for the most, right? Possibly, but he also had the least. I mean, other than the scene at the end where he's got to shoot mm-hmm. you guys, the rest of it, he's just in that. That's true. Yeah, in that you know the the war room, I guess I call it, like where they yeah. they they do the heist, and so I mean, you could have shot those in one day, like all the different, yeah. you know, all the different ones with them in that room. Oh, we didn't mention this. Uh, the um, I don't know if they ever said his name, uh, but the deaf guy he lives with. That whole plot was great, and what you know at the end where he does the recorded message, yeah, uh, for him, leaves him at the, that was good. The yeah, home, yeah, nursing home, retirement home, whatever. Yeah, retirement home. Uh, here's something about the DP. Bill Pope called the movie a postmodern musical, stating that there's not singing and dancing in the street, but the world acts to music. That's cool. That's a cool way to put it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I... I think that's about it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this is cool. the The song "Easy" by the Commodores was requested for the movie by Ansel Elgort after Edgar Wright asked him if there were any songs he knew by heart. So that was his go to for it. Nice. That was a great choice. Nice. Um. Yeah. Well, any last words on? <laughs> any last words? <laughs> um. No. If. If you listen to this whole pod and has not have not seen this movie, you Go should watch. Oh, you should yeah. still watch this movie anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good visually it it, yeah. that it it's a treat. Yeah, regardless if you even listen to us talk about. It. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then next week we're gonna cover his the final his final movie for now. Well, his final movie for now. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he's gonna do another movie at some point. Um, Last night in Soho. This is what year. 2021 okay i haven't heard anything about like if he's even started on anything else but i imagine he probably oh yeah do they have the yeah the upcoming if they they usually do like a yeah if there's stuff in it's usually like right above filmography they'll do like or if you go into filmography you can see uh upcoming Uh, does it say upcoming projects eight oh that's produced is that producer though or development the night stalker Stage 13, Grasshopper Jungle, Baby Driver 2. No, come on. In production, The Chain and The Running Man. The Running Man, like a remake? 
of the running man i don't know are they really doing baby driver too it's it i had no the, idea about that it says sci-fi for the running man well that would be a remake futuristic united states of 2025 when the world has become a dystopia so maybe yeah that's yeah that sounds like the running man yeah wow all right i mean whatever he does again like he's got the he's got the cloud at this point it's like right for sure we're all gonna check out what he does next regardless okay well i think with that yep we'll uh end it Thank you guys for listening and watching and we appreciate all the support and all the listeners out there and YouTubers watching. Um, if you aren't subscribed, please do and on YouTube and like if and comment. And if you uh, are listening on uh, Apple podcast or Spotify, please give us a review. We'd appreciate it. You know, five stars for sure. And, please email us, you know, send us an email. I'd love to start reading some emails on the, up on the front end. So email us at screen time or feedback at screentimepod.com. And just, you know, even if you just want to say hi and say you like the show, you know, that that's, it's, it's fun. Um, and if you want to follow any of us on Instagram, I'm at Jay Youngbar. And I'm at Jared Youngbar. All right. And we'll catch you guys next week.